This is 89.1 WEMU. I'm David Fair, and welcome to Creative Impact. It is our weekly look at the local creative sector. My content partner and co-host is Deb Pollack. She serves as president and CEO of Creative Washington. Always grateful for time with you, Deb. It's good to be here, David. Thank you. Um, so how was your holiday weekend? Well, uh, it was challenging. Let's put it that way, full of worry and concern. Uh, my eldest daughter, her husband, and both of my grandchildren all tested positive for COVID. I'm glad to say the grandkids are faring pretty well to this point, but my daughter and son-in-law, they've been really sick. Uh, there's been, oh, I'm sorry. I'm there's so been sorry. some improvement. They uh, got the monoclonal antibody infusions, but uh, still sound like death warmed over. I want to uh, caution. Both decided against being vaccinated over my strongly worded objections. And so it is a cautionary tale. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. So being vaccinated, obviously, may not have prevented them from getting COVID, but most likely would have lessened the severity of their illness. So my hope is more people make the choice to get vaccinated. So as few as possible have to go through any of this. Now, I'm going to assume, Deb, that your weekend was a whole lot better. Well, of course, please uh, know that your your family's in our prayers and thoughts. Yeah, so we decided um, to mask up and go to New York City for the weekend, kind of unexpectedly. It was very much of a spur of the moment. I love when spur of the moment stuff happens. Yeah, we um, decided to take in some theaters, some exhibitions and museums, but New York is not the New York we knew before. You know, the first thing you notice when you hit the ground is that the streets are unusually um, quiet. There's Still, not huh? that blur. No, there's not that blur of yellow taxi cabs blaring their homes or horns, and the hustle and bustle and energy is gone. Um, there's there's empty storefronts, closed restaurants, and hotels. And we arrived unknowingly um, on the first night that Broadway we op- reopened with two musicals, Hades Town and Waitress. We had plans to see Hades Town on the second night. So how was it to go back into the theater? Were you at all anxious about the virus and how it was going to be managed? Well, fortunately, we know that according to the Audience Outlook Monitor survey that's been going on since the start of the pandemic, that more than 90% of the arts audiences are vaccinated. And New York has mandated that before entering any indoor theater or restaurant, you must prove um, your show your vaccine proof and an ID and also wear a mask to enter. So the comfort level was pretty good. Um, everything was managed smoothly, and the theater was full. It was, and and people were excited as soon as the uh, as soon as the actors walked out on stage. Everybody gave them a standing ovation, knowing how hard this has been for actors and performers um, and in theaters, you know, throughout this whole pandemic. It was really, actually, it was quite emotional. And I would imagine that the shows themselves were pretty stellar. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that it's been so long. Um, You know, maybe even if they weren't stellar, we would have still thought so, but they were awesome. (laughs) That's so good to hear. This is 89.1 WEMU, and we're talking with the president and CEO of Creative Washtenaw and our partner in Creative Impact, Deb Pollack. Now, some believe, Deb, that as arts and culture in New York goes, so goes arts and culture in the rest of the country. Uh, This past weekend, we saw college football stadiums around the country fully packed, including more than 100,000 at Michigan Stadium. As we see the increase in the number of COVID cases, it's unclear as to whether that's going to be sustainable. The number of people hesitant to go out is going up. And once again, I bet you're hearing from those in the nonprofit arts and culture world that there's fear for the future. Yeah, so um, again, back to the audience outlook monitor. Uh, we know that most audiences are, are vaccinated. However, um, because that, that survey has been going on monthly since the beginning of the pandemic, 
easy to see that the August survey shows that the levels of confidence about going back into venues has dropped um, to back to when last January. So that's been significant. And there's venues here in the community um, that have reopened and are now requiring a, a, a vaccine um, proof of vaccine before entering. Beyond COVID concerns, we've all heard about the worker shortages. How significantly is that playing out locally in the nonprofit arts and entertainment realm? Well, again, it continues to be precarious. The um, uh, you know we're seeing that there is still a long time for recovery uh, for the artists and creatives and even the venues. Um, There's been a bit of a rebound, but it's much slower than the rest of the nation's economy. And um, predictions are that it's going to still be another six months to recover from the pandemic. But the hard part is, where's that start point? Is it when vaccines started? Is it when the Delta variant gets under control? That six months keeps getting pushed out. Well, as you well know, we entered summer and there were grand plans for reopenings, a return to live entertainment events, and those are going on uh, in a somewhat restricted way, as you experienced in New York. But that means that many continue to lose revenue. Some have already closed their doors permanently. How likely is it more will go under right here in our community? Oh, I think you're going to see this. Now, we've had a little bit of good news, maybe a lot of it, depending how you want to look at it. You recall we talked a while back about the Shuttered Venues Operating Grants, and although it's been a painful process to get to them, that was $16 billion that Congress allocated to venues. And um, those are pretty much expended at this point. And I'm pleased to say that 19 organizations and businesses in Washington County received a total of $7.26 million. So that's going to be very helpful to them. But there's still lots and lots. You know, we have more than 100 organizations and businesses in this town, and the rest of them are without. They don't have a piece of that pie. So it's still uh, very, very difficult. And, again, that uh, that uh end goal is is long way off. Once again, you're listening to Creative Impact on 89.1 WEMU. I'm David Fair. We're talking with Creative Washington All President and CEO Deb Pollock. Now, beyond the pandemic, we continue to deal with societal injustice, inequity, and disparity. When it comes to the nonprofits in the creative sector locally, are minority-run organizations suffering more than the whole of the sector? Well, I think that's all across the country that that's the truth. And, um, uh, you know, again, a reality. And, and you know, it's, it's definitely uh, uh, organizations of color, but it's also smaller organizations. They have the hardest time getting the, um, both of them have the hardest time getting the attention that deserved, um, that they're deserving in this world and, um, and, and the attention of funders and donors and, and otherwise, because there's just so much noise to break through. Well, as we navigated our way through various rescue and relief plans, as you uh, mentioned, the arts and creative sector was undervalued and underrepresented. So how do you want to move forward from this point on? Well, we're doing a lot of work to change the understanding of what this sector is. Again, the number I always throw out is that we're 4.3% to 4.6% of the national gross, the gross domestic product. And that's high in Michigan, too, a $13.2 billion impact on our state. Billion dollars, did you hear that? And so it's very important, and it's not just icing on the cake. It's actually part and parcel to our, our economy in the state and in this, in this region. So it's very important to come for the comeback. And, you know, as I walk around town, masked, of course, um, and vaccinated, 
that you know you talk to venues you talk you talk to restaurants you talk to retailers and others and they know that they need to have the people back in the city before they can start to recover so there's a ripple effect no doubt and as you explore the ripple effect what do we lose if we don't start to better care for the creative sector in our community well, there's first and foremost what it does for humanity, and that's extremely important, even though I'm always talking about numbers with you, David. You know, so there's that, that critical standpoint. But it also it's quality of life. It's, it's the economy. It's what we do interconnectively with, with health and human services, with education and likewise. Um, so, it, you know, it's never going to disappear, but the, the vibrancy, the vitality, you know, it's taken a huge hit, and we've got a long ways to go for recovery. So a couple of the words that we've thrown about a lot through the course of the 18-month pandemic to this point uh, are pivot and adaptability. So when you can't prepare for the unknown, how do you plan for being adaptable? Well, I think we're learning that as we go along, and uh, you know, it's like it's like the number from um, chorus line five, six, seven, eight. Step, pivot, step, turn. <laughs> you know what we thought was going to be a short little dance number has turned into a dance marathon, and we're learning constantly along the way. And there is a lot more to learn, and this is uh, there's no end in sight, at least not yet. We keep hearing predictions, as you mentioned, but the future is uncertain. We need our community and the people that find value here to be with us on this journey. Um, it's it's hard to be out here on your own without, you know, those champions. And um, and so that, you know, here you and I uh, on, on Creative Impact will continue to talk about this and bring the information to our listeners. Um, but I just want to say we, we all need to be seriously in this together. Is perhaps one of the silver linings of all of this is that sometimes uh, within the sector there can be siloed interests. Is there going to be greater collaboration that might benefit all? You know, I think within the sector there is, but I... Um, I really believe we've got to do a better job as a community of doing the interconnection between sectors. And I know that's really hard when you're, when you're specifically looking at surviving in your own area, but I really think there's strength in, in us all working together. Well, thank you very much for the update today, Deb. I certainly appreciate it, and I'll look forward to talking again next week. Yes, and we'll have a, another creative uh, guest next week. Um, and thank you so much for, for all you guys do. And goodness, I hope your family's doing better. Thank you so much. Deb Pollack is president and CEO of Creative Washtenaw and my Creative Impact co-host. For more information on today's topic and to visit the Creative Impact Archive, visit our website at wemu.org. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.